0: welcome to the WadPod. pod join me as i sit down with crossfitters fitness experts top coaches professional athletes and other well-known gym goers to listen to their journey through fitness In episode two, I sit down with the third fittest man in the UK, Dan Tai. Dan has erupted onto the CrossFit scene over the last few years, and he's on a path to the CrossFit game spot this season. In this episode, we find out how Dan Tai started CrossFit, what it takes to become a top-level athlete, and other interesting business ventures Dan's got going on at the moment too. Dan, welcome to the podcast. This is episode number two. Um, Still very early days. The last one I look back on the uh, first episode. Yeah, we've made some changes. We've put the mics the right way around this time. In front. Um, So we're currently in Dan's home gym, which is a hybrid mirror fit slash Wolveson slash leftover stuff. Yeah, just everything. But it is decorated with a lot of first and second place nameboards. More than minors, anyway. (laughs) We're collecting them slowly. So, yeah, first of all, welcome to... I mean, you're in your gym, but welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Have you done any other podcasts with anyone? I haven't done a podcast
1: in about... five years, I reckon, so... Okay,
0: so we've got an exclusive. (laughs) Pretty much, yeah. Pretty much. It's been a long time. Very good. So we'll start off with... Obviously, CrossFit is... uh, Will be the be the main topic to begin with. So take me back to your first days, before CrossFit. When you finished school, what were the what was your plan when you finished school? My plan when I finished school was to be a professional rugby player. Okay. Uh, play
1: for England, become super famous, become the best, probably play for Lions, British and Irish Lions, be the most famous rugby player in history. That didn't really go to plan, <laughs> but I managed to play professional.
0: I was going to say you got you got to a good level at rugby.
1: Yeah. i I was professional at Leeds for about 5 years which isn't too bad. Um and it is interesting the way I transitioned because I was always really into the health and fitness side of, of um rugby so I liked the SNC work. I liked how many watts I could hold on a watt bike, yeah. how heavy I could squat, what my England fitness test was and all that sort of stuff. Almost more than I liked playing but pre-season testing was where I did the best. Yeah. I was I was a better on paper than I sometimes was on the pitch. Although I, was, I wasn't too bad either. So I found CrossFit just because I saw these random workouts all over the internet. I don't know how exactly I found them, but then I watched the fittest documentary and they had them mm. on Netflix. Yep. And I saw they had a workout called Murph and I was like, that looks crazy, but I can do the movements because it was just running, squats, pull-ups, yep, push-ups. Lots of them. Yeah. So and that was the first ever workout that I did. And yeah, I just sort of got my backside
0: handed to me in that workout and then just got hooked ever since then. It's actually so strange because episode one had Joe on and he I said, what what got you into CrossFit? And he said, well, mate, made me do Murph. Yeah. And it's like, I guess it is the staple CrossFit workouts so where you suddenly realize, shit, this, there's this sport where you, you're doing basic movements but as quick as you can for a, such a long period of time, which I guess... I think when you, just humbles you. Yeah. Because like, I could do a lot of press-ups.
1: I could do pull-ups. I can do heavy squats. I could do body weight squats, but then, and I could run, but then you combine everything together under some actual intensity with, with you need to strategize as well. And I didn't know how to do that because I was a rugby player. So I just went head first.
0: Yeah, straight in. Yeah. So, so when was the point your rugby career ended? Was it for any reason or injury or?
1: Yeah, I was working in a gym part-time as a personal trainer alongside professional rugby because i was how old was i about 21 and i wanted to make a bit more money and try and get myself ready for life after rugby in case it ever happened that's the sort of period when i found crossfit i was doing crossfit when i was working in the gym outside of my rugby sessions because i thought it would help my rugby because i wanted to get better and be the best player i could and then i basically snapped my achilles tendon three, two days before I needed shoulder surgery, something along the lines of that. So I needed an operation on my shoulder and then I snapped my Achilles tendon. So
0: the two, you know, kind of threw a big spanner in the works. So at that point, obviously rugby's out of the equation. So you're then rehab and surgery.
1: Yeah, ru- yeah, rehab and surgery with the goal of getting back to rugby, but I just started to integrate more and more CrossFit movements and yep. workouts to get me fit for rugby. Um, alongside pitch sprints and stuff when i could do those the goal was to go back to rugby and i did yeah I had rugby sevens down near london and I, I did pretty good and i was like this is it i'm yeah. coming back and i dropped drive i was driving my friends home and i dropped them off and i couldn't turn the key in the ignition out of the car i was like my wrist is not good and then i went to work the next day uh and then i realized that i probably should go to hospital i would broken my wrist fantastic
0: So yeah, yeah, after all that. That
1: was that was it. That was the nail in the coffin, and I was like, yeah. It's not, yeah. Head wants it, heart wants it, body doesn't, and that's when I stopped.
0: When I first met you actually, you I don't know if you No, you didn't I think you just it's just post wrist on a cat. Like I think you'd maybe yeah sure. I can't remember that maybe you had, had a broken wrist. I can't remember. But I'm basically you were training at Brain and Brawn and We did like a leg session, here. didn't we? So this was, I met you, I didn't know you at all when you played rugby or during your rugby career, but this is when you were doing PT and you didn't even do CrossFit at the time. No. It was only a couple of sessions later that you then told me that you were doing CrossFit. And then we went to Ibiza maybe a year later yeah, we and you made me do that CrossFit workout, which I was... Imagine, I can't imagine what it looked like when I was doing clean and jerk, or I, I don't know what, what really, <laughs> but yeah, I remember doing that and thinking that was terrible. And then you made me do another one, I was like, it's not too bad actually. Getting sweaty, yeah, is competitive. Um, and that was really the moment that I decided to start doing CrossFit, was you making me do those workouts. <laughs> what was the obviously you mentioned Murph, but what was the moment you thought, okay, I'm gonna start taking it seriously? So
1: yeah, I used to dabble, do some odd workouts that I'd find on the internet. Yeah. And I just saw them as little challenges, and I wanted to try and do them to make myself feel better, basically. Because I thought, if I could complete X workout, then I'm quite cool. Yeah. And then I used to train at Utopia Leeds, which was like the, the neighboring gym to Brain and Brawn, like right. literally next door. I do them, I do some sessions with them on a Saturday. And I remember saying to Sammy Wright, who still coaches there, there's a mate of mine and we were like i said i'm relatively strong like we train together i'm relatively fit like why am i not good at crossfit and he just asked me the question how many times do you do crossfit like a week yeah really how what do you do and i was like well i do saturday sessions with you and my pick a workout you know middle of the week and he just basically said exactly (laughs) yeah that was the moment where i was like i felt so stupid that i was complaining about not being good at something that i wasn't applying myself at it's that simple. Like I, I don't feel like I had the reason to be a be, be a baby and moan about
0: stuff when I hadn't even properly tried it. Yeah, you can't critique yourself when you're not putting any effort in at all. So it works for anything, doesn't it? Yeah. So that was obviously a, a little flick the switch moment where you thought, okay, if I want to get good at it, I'm going to have to commit myself. Yeah. So I guess that was when, you, yeah, your serious CrossFit training started. When was the moment where you thought, I'm going to go full-time athlete?
1: I reckon that probably happened midway through lockdown, really. I did European
0: Champs before lockdown. That was my first big comp. Maybe my first individual comp. I think that was when we were in Ibiza. Yeah. And you flew, you flew home early because you had the Euro Champs.
1: No, that was Battle for Middle Ground. That was going to ah. be my first comp, but I had a really bad back, if you remember. Ah, yeah, yeah, So I had to pull out of okay. the event. So that that was my first individual comp. But European Champs was after that, maybe the year after. Yeah, that was July 2019. This was February 2020. Right. And I was like, Dan, all you need to do is complete complete the comp because I couldn't... Because you didn't do the first one. Yeah. So you had to, just, yeah, complete <laughs> champs. So I completed it. I made the semifinals and I qualified quite low. So I did a climb. Pretty well. And then I remember, they're still in my story highlights on Instagram. I just spoke to the camera and was like, I felt like I've had no fire since rugby and I didn't yep. really know what I wanted to do. And I was like, this gave me like a good feeling... And I said, wow. I wanted to find, find that more. So yep. that was when I thought about it. And then lockdown happened. So I didn't have much gym equipment. Now I've got more in the gym, but. I I th- think you can't get much more. <laughs> no, I think I started with a dumbbell and a bike erg. Yeah. And I was like, well, if, if I can't do much else, this is all I know at the moment. Let's do that more. Yeah. And then, yeah, probably like June, July time. I thought, you know, still, still basically in lockdown, weren't we?
0: In and out. If I remember. Yeah. 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 Cause I came to train a few times. He yeah, did. I have nothing. Yeah. I was like, Dan, what have you got? <laughs> yeah. You had a good set, to be fair. lockdown. barbell and plates. Yeah. And yeah. So. Yeah. So was that? So at that point, you thought, okay, I can do this full time. As in, I'm going to commit myself and train every day. Yeah, I had nothing else to do. It was lockdown. I was working. It was nice weather, and the yeah. garage was right there. So. So lockdown was a bit of a blessing in dis- disguise because it gave you an opportunity to actually commit to CrossFit. Just after. Steam ahead, let's yeah. go. just after i'd had that nice high of european chance yep. i was like i could i want to do this and then yeah so then obviously there's a moment where saf comes in mm. was saf but was she a full-time athlete when you met her she's She like i remember you, you were saying like she's good i like saf she's good at crossfit she's better than me she was like you were like i've got to get better now <laughs> um she not i won't. she'll probably think she'll probably get an ego boost of that but no um so when you met her, was she a full-time athlete or it nearly? Nearly.
1: She was training a lot, but she was working as well. Um, she was working full-time, basically training full-time. She'd get up quite early and do a morning session and then yeah. work till five and then train in the evenings. So she was taking it seriously. And yeah, she was a lot better than me. Sometimes she's... Well, most of the time, she's still better than me. Still is, yeah. Yeah. I'm still trying to get...
0: So do you think it was just great timing that you met her and it was at the point where you were kind of looking to go see it like professional with it and you met her
1: yeah i think it was perfect timing just because we both wanted to do it and the crazy thing is that european champs comp that i mentioned that i did in 2020 she'd recognized me from there and we'd known each other about 10 years off of like a social media site when we were kids so it came full circle
0: so yeah everything sort of Slotted into place quite How nice. How do you reckon she'd have described you? Before she met me or after When she saw you at Eurochamps, how would she have... F- if, if if she said to a mate, that? that guy there, how do you reckon she'd have described you physically? <laughs> Ripped little... <laughs> tanned. dude. Ripped little Dan dude, yeah. yeah. I mean, if you say that to anyone in the CrossFit industry, they'll point at you. From <laughs> <laughs> So, it. let's get on to goals for this season. So yeah everything from january to december crossfit wise what's your game plan is it going well
1: it's going well um game plan is try and get to the games as a team we've got a really good team we've got me obviously saf george davenport and moritz moritz is from wales and he comes up to train with us a lot we've got a savage team so if we can make the games brilliant but first things first is we have to have a good time in berlin which is the semi-finals, that's in two months. So we're just going to go there, do our best, see what happens. So it's June, what what weekend do you know? First weekend. First weekend of June. Mm. Nice. So that's that. And then whatever happens there, brilliant. It would be great to get to the games as a team. And then the goal after that will be probably try and qualify for Dubai uh, as an individual. Yep. That's more December time. That's it for the year. We wanted to try and keep it real simple. Yep.
0: So, so you've got semi-finals, Berlin, Dubai in December. If anything happens and you get to the games, great. Yeah. Are you? If you do get to the games, will Dubai is Dubai just a teams comp? Is it individual, or can you do teams? You can't do teams. Dubai is individual, but the games would be over by August anyway. So, if you get to the games would you consider doing other teams comps as your team or because obviously coming off the fact that you got to the crossfit games would you want to maybe do a few comps later in the year as a team yeah we've spoken about it i think it's all gonna as soon as it hits we'll know yeah whether
1: that's at the games after the games or even if we qualify from semis we might just think this is brilliant yeah but at the same time i'd like to spend some more time at some point in my CrossFit career doing individual stuff. So the buy is one I want to try and do as an individual. Yep. Whether I go team next year or not, that's like one that I really want to go for and just be nice to go.
0: Yeah. So um back to the CrossFit games this year. You qualified you got to semi-finals as an individual. Yeah. Would you say that's your biggest achievement in CrossFit so far? I
1: think maybe that I qualified semis twenty twenty one as well higher than i finished this year i think i was like 19th or 21st in europe in 2021 oh okay if this year i was like
0: 25th that's still ridiculous that's still it's not bad it's that's good yeah where you. did that put you in europe uh, in the uk i think um 2021
1: i was about fourth or fifth this year i think i was a third or fourth maybe like one spot higher than a
0: couple of years ago so third in the uk is pretty pretty good yeah it's up there, I'll take it. Don't think it. Don't think it compares to my third place at Method Training's Balfour Ground. <laughs> but you <yeah. laughs> know, I'm jealous. It's all relative. It's all relative. So you're doing great with your CrossFit. Yeah, I'm getting there. Um, what do you think it takes to be the sort of athlete or the level you're at? I mean, you're probably very modest and don't put yourself as you know a top top athlete, but you are. If I guess what sacrifices do you have to make to get to that level I think for me it comes slightly easier than it
1: might do others just because of my initial sporting background I was a professional athlete and wanted to be since I was 3 and then took it real serious with rugby since I was 15 but I think all you need to do is accept that social life is going to change big time for you Um, any spare time you should really spend prioritising recovery and rehab and then the training-wise, I think most people can train hard. It's just the consistency aspect of it. It's just setting yourself goals
0: and actually being accountable with them and making sure that you stick at it. So, do you th- I mean, because you mentioned the professional athlete background, it probably came quite easy for you to transition to a professional CrossFit background. What was the biggest sacrifice you made going, right, I'm going for the CrossFit Games? Um,
1: Probably not I haven't done as many other sports as I wanted to. Yeah. So I'd like to have more fun and do even five-a-side football more. Um, extreme sports would be really fun as well. Going back to play rugby for fun would be really cool. But I think for me, that's been the biggest thing is I feel like I left rugby and I had a bit of, I had options. I had things I could maybe try and do and have some fun with, with training, with life. And then now I've gone back again into almost... Found a niche. Yeah, funneling it again. So that's the biggest thing I've had to miss out on really is other sports and i can still do other stuff but i think i need to be careful with with what i choose to do especially with the injuries i've had in the past and yeah i go full in like i'll go all in in anything so certain things i probably should just avoid because i'm probably going to hurt myself
0: um looking around the garage gym there is quite a lot of prize money um however, when it comes to CrossFit, it's probably not the highest paid sport. In fact, it's probably quite low down. When you look at football, even rugby, yeah, I think CrossFit's probably not a sport you go into trying to be a millionaire. So I guess what I'm saying is is that probably why I mean your other other avenue that you explore is the online training, online coaching. I guess you've got to fund your career and pay your gym membership and buy your Tesla. <laughs> lease the Tesla. <laughs> lease the Tesla.
1: Company lease the Tesla, so
0: it's cheaper. <laughs> so, yeah, talk to me about online training then. Yeah, so,
1: well, I've always been into it. So I got my PT qualification when I was like 17 during rugby. And I've already told you I was really into the C side of it and stuff. Yep. So I've loved helping people. And I worked in a gym for a long time. Personal trainings come alongside rugby my sort of transition period between rugby and crossfit and now crossfit i've tried to do more online now so i can reach a wider audience i've got lots of clients from america which is brilliant and that way i can actually coach people from america rather than turning up to a gym and having a relatively small pool of people to coach one and one-to-one i can reach out more coach different styles of people really really easily without needing to go to different gyms or anything along the side of that so
0: so is 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 the Thai train specifically? Is it just fitness, or is it CrossFit? Is it bodybuilding style? Is it just a mix of whatever someone's goal is? Because yeah, I think so. I suppose with the online training, it's you're a CrossFit athlete, but not everyone would come to you. Maybe for CrossFit coaching, or do you find that most people it is CrossFit based? It's about half and half,
1: I reckon. Okay, I think just because of my social media and. The stuff I used to do in the past was just fitness-based. I used to do fitness modeling, a lot of it, uh, magazines and stuff like that and write articles. So people come to me for the the weight loss and muscle gain side a lot as well. But then I also am slowly, but surely getting more and more people interested in CrossFit that want to get better at CrossFit that I can help with as well. I like doing both.
0: I was going to say, would you, I'd say, you've always done your bodybuilding initially muscle and fitness, health and fitness, yeah, you've yeah. done all your workout routines, things like that, which probably brings in, I mean, that audience is huge. The CrossFit audience is nowhere near as big, but because you're so specialized in it now, do you think there's a potential that you could go full-time CrossFit coach as an online coach? I can see you doing, I mean, the knowledge you've got on CrossFit will outweigh, at some point, your knowledge on getting ripped. At some point because the more you do crossfit the more you'll become an expert on it
1: i'm spending more time in it for sure but then i did personal training for years and years as well i think i like doing both because it gives me the balance and yeah. i like i like talking to weight loss clients about motivation sometimes just to get started in the gym beginner exercises to get them started uh, small nutrition hacks that they can look into mindset work for them and then i also like Picking down CrossFit as technique and saying, okay, let's try and work on your ring muscle-ups or your transitions between certain movements and all that stuff. I like the variety. That
0: keeps my brain more occupied. Yeah, and I suppose because you've got your PT experience and CrossFit, why not do both? Why not offer both? (laughs) Jumping onto your Instagram. It's popping off. It has been for years. (laughs) it's going okay so one question is what would be your one piece of advice for someone to help grow their instagram
1: take some time to learn the platform i think i did it at the start and i probably need to keep going with this it's an ongoing thing but the app changes a lot uh what the algorithm pushes changes a lot what how many hashtags you need to use changes a lot your audience can also change a lot so spend some time really learning there's loads of youtube videos out there and stuff now i think that's what you need to do to figure out what to post it's not necessarily always about the volume of posting you need yeah. to have a bit of a niche and a bit of a plan of attack
0: yeah definitely jumping on to link to that you working with a few sponsors yes which sponsors are you working with i i i i've not no caught up in a while so it's all right so mainly at the moment we've
1: got c4 for pre-workouts and they're fantastic company I yeah really enjoy taking those appointments yep. and then working with them and then at the moment the whole team is working with prep kitchen as well for meals which is really cool so prep kitchen is basically feeding the in fact
0: I have things. seen in fact I keep seeing paid ads Dan pops up with his prep kitchen yeah I'm sure everyone's seen it but it's, I mean you're everywhere so it's working So they must just be putting money into the marketing yeah no it's cool I've seen that and then yeah C4 they're great I, yeah they really rate them um, I think one of the rapid fire questions later on in the episode is going to mention that so I'll, I'll come on to that later it's fine Um, which brand not necessarily in the same industries but which other brand would be a brand you'd love to work with oh do you know it's a bit weird but I'd like a something to do with like sleeping
1: or recovery I'd struggle sometimes a lot with sleep so like a like a mattress or a mattress cooler that sort of vibe I think would be really cool yeah. I don't I can't
0: think of an exact brand off the top of my head but so basically Aircon Dyson fans Dyson if you're out there something like yeah some like uh, Dyson memory phone mattress brand yeah that'd be good um, or even some sleep products or something but maybe even sleep products just something about sleep I'm
1: my brain's always wired so like right. the better my sleep is something to calm you down basically yeah, I, I need it I need a sponsor for sleep <laughs>
0: <laughs> so the, this this podcast is very early days, so we might only have a few listeners. But as it grows, episode two, if you're here, buy a dan, get a mattress. Anyone who's watching. <laughs> um. Okay, so a very quick section on because obviously I've spoken off camera about your properties, your property business, which I don't think anyone really knows you're into. No. Um, give us a quick run through how you got into property, what you're doing with it, and how it's going.
1: Uh, my parents have always done property. They used to own restaurants in Hong Kong, and then buy to let mainly in York. When they were together, uh, they split up, and had to sell their properties. So it was always something I was interested in, and I had to like scrape the wallpaper off houses and do all stuff with them. And then I got into it when they started to sell theirs because I thought it's not necessarily a family business to go into, but it was something that I wouldn't, I'd like to go into. So it, that just really motivated me to start it myself. I went to property courses to learn about how to like rent to rent a property and then you know do it as service accommodation and stuff like that that gave me the confidence to go out there and start speaking to people all that time I was thinking if I could save to get my first property it would be great I met some very good connections very good friends and I managed to buy my first property for a very cheap price because it's in Yorkshire property prices are cheap up here and that's how it started initially just as a buy to let I used to do little bits and bobs to it to try and increase the value of it, and then from there I managed to pull out enough money to
0: get another one. I think that's it. I think once you get on the property ladder, the second, third, fourth become much easier. It's just getting getting the foot in the door and getting going because yeah. when you flip one, the money you make off that suddenly you're halfway there to buying your second one. Yeah. So, yeah, it's one of those where it's just getting going, and by the sounds of it, you've.
1: I did that anyway. Yeah, it's the confidence at the start to just take the the leap and understand what the solicitors actually do during the completion and everything and check the surveys, check the searches, all of that stuff and then figure out how to increase the value of a property, how much of it I can do personally, I mentioned to you off camera that I'm going to go buy a van because I'm going to start to do more work myself on the properties rather than outsource it to tradesmen. Yeah, so Dan
0: was just saying, literally two seconds before we started the podcast episode, Dan said, oh, Obi-Vincent's coming here, actually. I was like, Gymshark foot five, unbelievable specimen of a man. He's coming to my house, but I'm just going to go pick him up in a van that I'm about to buy. I said, buy? He's like, yeah, yeah, I'm just going to go buy a van that you saw yesterday. So it sounds a bit rash, but it's not like you either. Normally you make very characteristic decisions, but it might be. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know.
1: I think it might be spur of the moment. It's a red Nissan, and it's, it'll do the job. It'll, it'll carry stuff around, so... Yeah. It's probably a good for your properties, so Yeah, it's, I, mean, I wanted to start doing more. I'd like to learn. I'd like to do courses in it, like plastering, all sorts of stuff. Yeah. I just find that I've always been involved in that on the sideline since I was a kid, so I'm really into that sort of stuff. And
0: and it's something you can do when suits, so around training. It's it's another job that I can mould around yeah.
1: uh, pretending I'm still a professional athlete, basically. Rugby actually paid you to be a professional athlete, whereas now I've got to... Win. Yeah. To, to pay for it. And I've got to structure everything around uh, CrossFit to pretend like I'm a professional athlete. So property has been really good for that, really flexible.
0: I think it's good because uh, the property is making you money whilst you're not necessarily doing anything. Yeah. In the sense that the property will eventually go for value, the rent's coming in. So it, it's something that, yeah, it's a great option that gives you the full freedom to continue training. I think that's the main... The thing for most people is having... The opportunity to just commit everything to CrossFit. Mm. It basically means you've either got to have a a very very easy job that you can do remotely or around training. But for for most people, that's the hard part. I think.
1: Yeah, I think for me, the goal wasn't just to do CrossFit and just live off you know just being an athlete like that's it. I just love the entrepreneurial side of just trying. I want to build a future and whether that's a name in CrossFit, whether that's in properties, whether that's social media, whether that's other things. I'm just trying to diversify as much as possible and build myself up so that I never feel like I was in the situation I was when I stopped rugby where I had nothing. At least this way, I've got multiple sort of legs to stand on if if one gets knocked out from underneath me.
0: Yeah, that's what I like about you is you're very, very modest and humble, but you never give yourself the true praise. I mean, you're potentially going to be at CrossFit Games this year Oh, You've got that. Okay, I'm no no pressure. Okay, put it. We can. Okay, we'll start again. <laughs> Semi-finals. I'm it, definitely yeah. a semi. Yeah, yeah. multiple properties. You doing like successful online business? Huge Instagram following. So you need to probably give yourself a bit more credit because you never give yourself credit. But that's done. I, love, I love the grind, mate. I just <laughs> yeah, love you do the it. grind. <laughs> Right, we're going to f- jump onto some rapid-fire questions to uh, end the end the episode. Um, how are we for time? Look at that. Good. I always said about 30 minutes. Great episode length. So, rapid-fire questions, um, starting with favourite brand of CrossFit trainers.
1: Night Metcons.
0: Favourite max lift event you've ever done in a comp. The snatch ladder at French Throwdown. That was epic. It was cool. That was epic. I haven't got the crowd going. I, I, the whole crowd were cheering in French and I was with them. <laughs> it was great. Funny. Favourite song when you're doing low intensity active recovery? Anything by Hybrid Minds. And favourite song when you're going for a max lift? That's a good one.
1: Maybe In the Club 50 Cent.
0: Yeah. yeah. It's got that beat... Yeah, tune. Nice. Yeah, great great choice. If you had to pick one gymnastics movement in the CrossFit Games final, head-to-head versus Justin Medeiros, what would be that gymnastics skill? I don't know how good he is at certain things. Probably better than me at everything, but I'd go strict handstand push-ups. Yes, nice. Because that short lever you've got. Yeah. Just, just, just 10 reps for time. <laughs> Never know. Yeah, uh, what's your favourite flavour of C4 energy drink? Or The counts. Nice. The orange, yeah, nice. I think rainbow candy is a, a contender, but yeah, orange is good as well. I like, I like them all. If you could only train one muscle group for the rest of your life, what would it be? I already know the answer. Do you? I reckon you'll say legs. I like legs. <laughs> but I was gonna say, damn
1: thigh. So I'd call them my triceps, so my or, or damn thigh, or damn thigh. Damn thigh's is good. I'll do the thighs. Do your thighs. That I mean, a, just, that, just thighs? That was on a just thighs. That was on a Buzzfeed article years ago. Was it? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. That's mad. Damn thigh. Uh, your number one naughty cheat meal. So you're, going, like, you, you're really treating yourself. Fish and chips. Fish and chips. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a go, isn't it? Yeah. And I know you love your sweets. I don't know why I know that, but you love sweets. Yeah dude. What's your favourite sweet? So I like Or you can have two.
1: I, I'll have one. I like one Okay two. one. So you know when you go pick a mix at the cinema and they're like thick strawberry pencils but they're not very long. They're about two inches yep. long and with like sugar on the outside.
0: Fiz, fizzy strawberry fizzy strawberry pencils yeah yeah but not like long the, yeah. just the short ones. short ones yeah nice yeah and what's one thing people don't know about you that's kind of weird and interesting uh I like to play piano I'll give you a few that's cool I like to play piano yeah I play the Diablo as well I've seen that in lockdown I saw the Diablo as a the big lockdown contender I think that's probably that that's is cool got, yeah Diablo is really cool though it's just random isn't it I used to have a
1: a DVD called Diabology, which was basically the top Diablo players in the world. And I
0: used to watch it and try and copy it. I think that's going to be me one day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right, we're going to wrap up the episode here. Where can people find you? So run me through like, your socials and your online training. Like, how can people jump on and get involved with online coaching? So you can reach out to
1: me on Thai Train. You can try and sign up automatically there. Or you can also message me directly on Instagram at yep. DanTai. Send me a message on Instagram or comment on YouTube. My YouTube is PT. They're probably the best places to so, you can okay. find all the information on Taitrain.com.
0: So Taitrain.com. If people want to get involved, CrossFit training, bodybuilding training, just getting in shape, just getting healthy. Yeah. Cool. Um, and otherwise, I'll see you at the semifinals of the CrossFit Games. You're going to be watching? I'll be watching on YouTube. I'm not going to be there. No. <laughs> but just, yeah, I'll be watching. Just send me messages, mate, and just tell me that... Screenshots.
1: Yeah. Send so. me some screenshots. On, tag, tag me, tag me on a post.
0: <laughs> Will do. Right, thanks for joining me in episode two. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Um thanks for having me. we in your gym. Yes. Um but yeah, until the next one. Peace. I hope you enjoyed that episode and a huge thank you for listening. Make sure you're following the pod on Instagram at the pod or Twitter at the wad underscore pod podcast is sponsored by wad powders that's at wad powders on instagram please show some support to the pod by either sharing this episode with a mate or buying some supplements from wadpowders.co.uk see you guys next week